live, live. Actually, live. Not live. Recorded. Recorded. Not there live. We We've never been live. We'll never be live. Maybe yeah. we'll be live one day. Maybe. Probably not. Live one would be fun with an audience. Maybe. Maybe. It'd be hard. Big maybe on that one. Also depends <laughs> on our guests. Yeah. We've had we've tried to record before with some questionable guests, yeah. and it hasn't worked out so well. So, Welcome to episode 69 of Auto Off Topic. What? What? Oh, I what's that like other we, voice? I feel like we should have had a better voice. It's a better joke for that. So I'm, uh, oh, I'm Andrew. Yeah. You can't tell that's Andrew, because Andrew's under the weather tonight. Does it sound different? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like really? Yeah. Okay. I can tell that you're very nasally. Yeah. Hi, it's Andrew. Yeah. Yes. That, was that. however, was not Andrew. <laughs> Andrew's voice is not that far off. That was somebody who you've heard before, Andrew's wife, Stephanie. Stephanie. Who is not here because it's episode 69, but it's funny that I it is mean, episode 69 and we have a female voice, so we should make less appropriate jokes. Yeah, we figured you'd... Maybe have an extra voice might be helpful instead of just us all the time. Well, also, Andrew's voice tonight is terrible, so we needed a nice, mm. lovely voice to offset that. Sure. So Andrew's lovely wife, Stephanie, is joining us this evening. I'm just here to make fun of you all. You want to... Uh, the audience will appreciate that. <laughs> Let's... Uh, if you do this. Bear with me a second, Andrew. I'm actually looking for tonight's notes. Did you email it to me, or did you send them via chat? I emailed them to you. Okay, I will find them like that way. Like two days ago. I know. It was two whole days ago. And... Two whole days have passed. So anyways, uh, Dakar started. It did, and every American is already out. No. No. Uh, Ricky Brabeck. Ricky Bobby? Is uh, running the motorcycles. Actually doing oh, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. As far as uh, four-wheeled vehicles go, yeah. the Americans are all out, though. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce Menzies wrecked super hard, stage two. Um, I mean, it's a two-week race, and you're out on day two. That's pretty rough. Yeah, that's not good. Uh that also goes into corrections because apparently Bryce, Men- Bryce Menzies le- um, missed last year's Dakar with an injury because he was jumping his trophy truck. That is actually the world record for a car truck jump. Oh. One mile. He jumped <laughs> nope, over nope. the <laughs> border. Significantly shorter, but okay. 379 feet. That's nothing to scoff at. No rockets needed. Right, because that's about as far as you can go without rockets. Yeah, obviously. a ramp-to-ramp jump. Oh, it wasn't ramp-to-roses? No. <laughs> All right. No, ramp-to-ramp. And I think he broke his shoulder. So, I mean, it landed pretty hard coming down from 379 feet. I mean, I don't know how you go to get that kind of distance, but it's not going to be, like, a normal height that a car should land no. from. So, not that a car is designed to land from any, any height, nope. but... Uh, so how is Dakar going otherwise, other than the Americans not doing very well? Uh, it's, the... it's eaten up a lot of veterans. I know I saw a Toyota flipping today somewhere, or nose standing somewhere. Uh, or... Loeb is out. Okay. So uh, is that driving a Peugeot, I assume? Yep. Um, Hati Roma, so, one of the mini drivers, he's out. But now Mini built the car to compete with Peugeot, correct? Yeah, that's more like a buggy. Yeah. So, because the Peugeot is not really like a streetcar Peugeot either. No. So, no, they're like these purpose-built buggies. So, is the, the Mini class. competitive? I I honestly, like, should be paying more attention than I have been, but I've been really busy at work and life and everything, so. Excuse the um, NBC Sports coverage is really good. Hmm. Um, See, but they, they've been, like, just, I think, in Peru the entire first three stages. And a lot of people got stuck in the dunes the other day. Okay. The dunes were, like, enormous. And, like, even, like, the trucks were getting stuck in the dunes. Oh, like the big six-wheeled... Yeah, and trucks. people were, 
like just stuck for hours that were like were they trying to rescue one of them and then it like yeah they're trying to pull multiple times they were trying to pull uh, a Toyota up and then it just like let go like the toe strap broke and it just rolled down the hill oops like twenty times <laughs> yeah oops and there was just like helmets that they had obviously put inside there. They're like flying out of the doors, and the truck was like landing on their helmets. I was like, "Ooh, uh, so expensive." Yeah, I don't think the helmets are the most expensive part at that point. No, but, but like just everything, just uh, the worst. But I get, that's that's the thing. That's why Dakar is literally the last great race, like the hardest race in the entire world. Yeah, it's certainly not. Uh, it's different every year, feet. and uh, it really pays. It's definitely an endurance race, not a sprint. So if you go out too fast, too soon, you end up losing. Anyways, instead of losing, how about some winners? Oh, good segue. I didn't even pick up on it. So we're going to talk about the coloring contest this week, and we have some prizes for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, Those who entered in the children's category, um, we had... Three brothers, two and and another set of brothers. So we had some extra prizes. So we're going to give all five kids prizes because cool. That's just what we do around here. Because we're we're really all about cool. the kids. Yeah, we're all about the kids. Not in a weird way, though. No, thank you. No, yes. <laughs> definitely not in a weird way. So no, please don't take as ever Stephanie says ever seriously. <laughs> um, so our listener John Rimmer, um, his three sons um, were coloring while on a road trip in. They're Gen 3 Montero. Nice. So, I mean, we're going to give all the kids, I don't want to be, you know, very 2018 here and give them all participation trophies, but I hate to pick one kid over another because they're all kids and they're all awesome. No, we just want to get them in the cars anyways. So. Yeah, exactly. So That's the worst thing you can do is get somebody in the cars. It Old is. crappy cars. But it's also <laughs> the best thing he can do because then we have more friends. So his son's Manny, who is seven. And Rafa and Jez, who are six-year-old twins, will all be receiving prizes. Now, so we'll be... Are you going to post these on the Facebook page? We'll put a link up to them? all the pictures. I think there are yeah. a good number of them for sure. Yeah. Um, they'll be receiving prizes. Other listener who has two sons, um, Chris, who we've spoken of before. He actually owns a Delica. And he actually has one Montero. Maybe two? No, one Montero. Yeah, one right now. And for non-Mitsubishis, he's a rotary engine guy, and he has two RX-7s, one first-gen, one second-gen, and a rotary pickup. Uh, his two sons will also be receiving prizes from this uh, for their coloring efforts, which is excellent. Um, as far as the adults go, we were going to do prizes for both digital and hand colored yeah. pictures but all of our adults analog entered. analog analog yes <laughs> hand colored yes digital and analog thank you i should know that wait an algo inside joke manual. Yeah. yeah um manual pic- yes <laughs> analog pictures and digital pictures but all of our adults who entered entered with digital pictures um i didn't pull up that entry andrew what was his name yeah but well were they hand colored and then scanned no, I think that they were They're all like drawn. just full all right. digital. All right, full digital, digital. Cool. So our rally friend, um, whose name I apologize, Andrew Santiago. Santiago, thank you, uh, is our adult contest winner for digital picture drawing, coloring. Because he drew a rally arrow. He turned the arrow into a rally car. Yes, which is pretty awesome. 
Um, and our honorable Great to play to your judges. Yes, and our honorable <laughs> mention is going to go to um, regular listener Yeti Overland. Yes, because he did it in MS Paint, and he gets the comedy vote because he also did the arrow picture um, on purpose poorly, so I can call it poorly. Yeah. But it's really cool because it's on purpose poorly, and it made us laugh. Okay. So he will also get an award as well. So those are our winners for this contest, I think. Um, anything else for that, Andrew? Nope. Or is that pretty much it? Nope. So big thanks to all of the sponsors who gave us prizes to give out, which we'll be distributing to amongst these people. And we're, we'll have some leftover stuff, probably. We'll have a few leftover things. And we'll and do, we'll some, do some, some other small we'll contests. We'll some things to do with it. We also want to mention real quickly that Mitsubishi Motors of the United States was the sponsor. Another sponsor was uh, Paladin Trucks. Uh, another sponsor was Andrew. You Adventure Driven Design. Adventure Driven Design. Yep. Yep. I, did, I don't have a list in front of me. Mitsubishi Montero's USA the Facebook group. group. Yep. yep. Um, I do have it. It's uh, darn, darn, darn. There's some big ones in there that I'm, I'm really terrible. People that know me personally will know that I'm really bad with names. And I'll be telling you a story. And I'll, I'll have every detail... Like exact, but when it gets to a name, I just blank every time. I don't know like why. A, like a memory thing. <laughs> I I have, I have a very very visual memory. Like I could see vividly everything, except for names and drive. Maybe it also letters. extends to street names, since you never know how to get anywhere twice. I don't know how to get anywhere twice. <laughs> I just go. Eventually, I'll make it there. So I'm late for everything. I always take the wrong way. That makes sense. I've been driving here for Checks years, out. and I'm still here. We are recording an hour late because I don't know where I'm going. Well, they don't know that, but now they do. Now they do. I'm, I'm not. I'm not too proud to admit that I'm terrible at everything in life. Way past Stephanie's bedtime. Oh, you'll be. You had some coffee. Mm-hmm. If I can click uh, anyway, we'll find here. that list. We'll add it. We'll add it later. Maybe we'll do a little insert where we add because uh, Google names. Drive is. Being really, really slow. Oh, it's in Google Drive. That's right, too. I could probably find it there. Come on. Well, well this is compelling, compelling audio. Oh, good job. So, anyway, 100% my fault. I see what you mean. Google Drive is being very slow tonight. Yep. Project Car Updates. Ah, changing the subjects that we know about. Excellent. Nothing. Damn it. What a bad subject. Too <laughs> damn cold. That's the project. Uh, however, 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 uh, temperature is warming up a little bit to yeah. a more tolerable, like yeah. 30 degrees versus the negative yeah. temperature. I washed off some salt only to have it replaced by more salt. As the, the important snow thing has is melted. your base was clean for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I washed my truck, I think, Saturday night. And by the time it was getting real bad, like it was getting thick. Yeah. Rusty. Yeah, I couldn't walk by my car without getting covered. In it was like a preserved piece of fish. <laughs> Bacalao. Yeah, like salted cod. Yeah, it wasn't very good. And and about as bad for you. Uh, as bad for the car, at least. We yeah. ran through the car wash today with the cross trek on my way to work, and it was super busy, but also... Uh, they had a sign up that was like "Salt eats cars." Yeah, I was H-M-A like, "Wow, Salem. no!" Oh, they had that sign up front there, yeah. and I was like, "Well, yeah, you're right." Um, but I feel like a lot of people don't realize that, maybe, or don't care, yeah. or don't care. They, they trade the car in every three years. I, uh, it matter. True. We used my car for a video at work, 
and the video ended up on Facebook. Somebody commented like, oh, you better remove that. We're by the rear wheel. And like, you better remove that rubber strip by the quarter or else oh, it's going to rust. Salt. Yep. <laughs> it's like, too I felt like bro. responding too late. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to take the episode back a couple minutes because I did find that list. So the sponsors who did donate the great prizes that I will be distributing amongst these winners uh, were Mitsubishi Motors North America, Adventure Driven Design, Forced Performance, Baladin Trucks, Northeast Mitsubishi 4x4, Northeast Montero Owners Group, Florida Mitsubishi 4x4, and Mitsu Nation. Sweet. So that is our list of contests. Yep. And uh, listen, we don't want to be bad to our sponsors and nope. then in the future not have sponsors. No. So. No. So we're anything left over, we're going to come up with some other contests. Yeah, there'll be like trivia maybe and just some goofy little things probably on the Instagram or Facebook page. Yep. So... Be on the lookout because there's still some cool stuff to give out. So, anyways, with it being so cold, I did actually put a battery tender on the Montero because it's been sitting since it's so salty. It's been sitting in my backyard in the driveway. It's not salty. That truck is not salty. Right, because it hasn't been driven because it's salty. No. Because the road's are salty, not the truck. Yes. The truck is salty because it hasn't been driven. <laughs> yeah. That's so to say. salty. Yes. <laughs> this I was is having true. a hard time getting through that sentence, but I got there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's getting a little warmer, as I discussed. Uh, it's up to like a tolerable low 30. Oh, it's a heat wave. It's going to be like 50. And it's going to be like 55 and on rain. Friday. Yeah. And the rain. Lots but of rain. tomorrow night, we're doing some Project Car stuff on Friend of the Podcast and Last Episode Guests, Liz and Jordan's. The Rally Car. Rally Golf. So there'll be some GGI. Project Car updates on other people's cars mm-hmm. next week. Probably not our own, but... Because they're trying to get it ready for the... Rally, Rally sprint, sprint at Team O'Neill in February, February, February 18th. 18th. Yeah. Yep. So that should be interesting. Uh, yeah, we're working, and we're going to crew for them. Should we're be gonna fun. Going to get the car ready. Uh, Saturday, it's supposed to snow up in New Hampshire, where we're going to be for the Canaan Rallycross. Well, where I'm going to be, yeah, and Jordan's going to be. That, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're running that Rallycross in the NER region. Which obviously will be driving in the Subaru. Yes. Are you doing your own Subaru, or are you driving in? Uh, my Subaru. Okay, cool. At this Saturday? Yes. Cool. So I'll be sure to mount your snow tires tomorrow. Yes. Or Friday. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that later? Yeah, we'll take care of that. Okay. <laughs> I meant to ask that earlier. Because I owe you some stuff for your truck. So we're going to trade off. Perfect. All right. So, um, all right. We have a topic tonight. It's taking us a half hour to get there. Yes. Well, here we are. Is it eight? No, it's nah, only 15, 15 minutes. minutes. What is... Anybody who's still left listening after yeah. that train wreck of an opening. <laughs> yeah. What is the most basic thing you can do to a car by yourself if you know nothing about how a car works? Turn the ignition on. Okay. I was. I said put gas in it. Okay. It's something that it always needs. <laughs> That's true. Stephanie, can you put gas in a car? I can. Andrew, I can, can you put gas in a car? Yeah. Excellent. I can't put gas in my truck. No. Because it won't run right. No. I can put diesel in it pretty good, right. though. Um, Dad jokes all day. Yep. And so have you ever wondered about the history of gas stations? Uh, nope. Okay. But good dry. Okay. But what My about... is not peaked. I am very curious, however, why some states have made it illegal to pump your own gas. Yeah. You ever wonder what, like, where full service and self-serve came from? I always assumed that full service came from the beginning of time because... Well, beginning of automotive time, because you actually needed stuff. You done. needed stuff done. Like, like it wasn't every week. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like today where you just put gas in the car. Yeah. So I assumed that the full service gas station was like, hey, it's a community thing. Like, 
we'll have you put gas in the car. We don't want you to, because it's, it's a big task, and you're going to get covered in grease, and you're on your way to work, and you don't want to be covered in grease on your way to work. So we'll have this guy who's wearing coveralls get himself covered in grease so you can stay nice and clean. Yeah, that's pretty close. Okay, that's what I always assumed. Yep, because living on the East Coast... Every time we drove to New Jersey or drive to New Jersey, you get gas right before you hit New Jersey. And right after, yeah, you and right New after Jersey. you try not to get gas in New Jersey because it's so Awful. annoying, Correct. And terrible. Yeah, because it's full service everywhere. It's probably not as bad if you're not on the highway, but when we're in New Jersey, generally we're just driving down the highway, so we're at the super turnpike. busy like turnpike gas yeah. stations yeah. with these lines that go for seemingly days. Yeah, because they can't just like pump. One person's gas. Like, it's so weird. I don't understand why. There's so much time that they spend doing other things. Like, they stick the nozzle in your car, then they walk over to the next car. But then yours is done pumping, but then they're off somewhere else. So it's just like this chaos. And they make you go into the line that's the opposite side of where your filler is. Mm -hmm. And they drag the hose across your roof. Super annoying. Uh, So, on January 1st, the only other state that required that has been Oregon. Yep. Before January 1st. Before January 1st. And they repealed it. So some stations, um, it's like less than 400,000 people. No, less than 40,000 people or something. So in like rural areas, they're going to allow it. Okay. But in major cities, it's still full service. And so, But basically, the funniest thing about this is all the social media posts of people making fun of organs. Oregonians. Oregonians. Yes. Oregonians? Or I think so. What, what about our West Coast? Our West Coast input over here. Well, first of all, it's Oregon. But uh, it's it Oregon? The, it's not Oregon. Oregonians? <laughs> Oregonians? I guess. But it's definitely not Oregon <laughs> as the state. But whatever. It's like such a weird thing to me that there are people posting adults that like I don't. I can't put gas can't in my put car. Gas in my own car. Yeah. This is a this is horrible. So before we get to that, why why do they have it? Why is it illegal in Oregon? Or, organ. Or, organ. Like a body organ. Why? Stuff spelled that way. <laughs> why is it? Why is it illegal in Oregano and New Jersey <laughs> to put your own gas in your car? Well, what is the purpose of that? We're gonna do some history first. Okay. Well, that's a, that's history right there. Yep. So I want to know. But yep. I, I don't want to get into the whole ridiculousness of of. I can't even say Oregon the way I've said it my entire no, life. No, we're going to do the history of it first. Okay. So, obviously, we're big proponents of DIY stuff in this podcast. And, personally, I feel silly getting full serve because, like, it's – full is in quotes, right? Because it's, like, it's just a person putting gas in my car. Right. It's not full service and like then, it used to be. And then nothing else. And, uh, you know, I'm an able-bodied person, so it just seems weird to have Ableist. somebody else put – car like right and I, car. I feel the same way and i actually feel guilty going to a full service station yeah unless it's like three degrees out and then suddenly i'm a jerk and don't care well don't but you have like, don't you have a spill story car, please well you're pumping gas in your car i do actually yes yeah. it was that's what you want to hear right now sure <laughs> so this was probably oh i'd say 2000 2001 yeah and i was out for a lovely night in the town and i was wearing my lovely night oh, in the town gosh. outfit and uh, I was driving my 1990 Eagle Talon, and the auto off on the pump malfunctioned, oh. and the car was full, and I was standing there just leaning on the quarter panel, not paying Whatever. attention, and it spewed like four feet out the side of the car <laughs> under some some ob- 
ridiculously high pressure for whatever reason fuel and completely soaked me from like midriff to foot. What if you were smoking a cigarette at the same time? Luckily, I don't smoke. Yeah. What if there's some static charge? I would be dead, and this yeah. podcast would be with Andrew and unknown Brad replacement. <laughs> so, I, I needless to say, so if you went to full service, you wouldn't have that. You wouldn't have been late for not. your date. Possibly not. Things could have gone totally different for you. Possibly not. <laughs> your life would have been. It was a life change. It was one of those butterfly effects. I don't think it was. <laughs> um, you didn't want to date her anyway, I guess. <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> This was a time in, in Brad's life where he was in a steady relationship, and that particular person did not leave him because he had to go home and change his clothes. Okay. So it was not that much of a life-changing event. That's good, I guess. Uh, it just made me really hungry come dinner time. All right. <clears throat> but yeah, no, it was gross. And my car smelled like gas for like months afterwards because I had to get in the car covered in fuel because what else do you do at that point? Yep. And I have cloth seats, and there was just... I was it was awful and terrible, and I wish that it was illegal to pump your own gas here now. I just changed my mind to this whole subject. I mean, there was worse things that the inside of your car could smell like, so. Not in my ownership. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty careful about things, and it doesn't smell really bad in my car usually, but gasoline in a confined area is not a lovely smell. Yeah. Because it was wintertime, so the windows were closed. I mean, it was, it was not fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um... I don't generally feel like I smell like gasoline after I pump gas. I mean, you smell like gasoline as a baseline, so. <laughs> but I think this is like a, I feel like, Brad, too, you've said it before about someone that's in your family that, like, doesn't go and pump gas for the same reason. Because they don't want their hands to smell like gas all day. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking but, about. But, like, that's I don't think that's story. really a thing. <laughs> uh, it is with diesel. Uh, sure. But oh, like, yeah. Diesel handles are, like, it is with diesel. greasy and yeah. oily. It's terrible and grossness. And in, they've just been touched by a bunch of dirty truckers. Truckers. With beards. Which we like truckers. <laughs> we have no problem with truckers. And Stephanie's making fun of bearded people because I am sitting here with my beard and I drive a diesel truck. Um, but no, I actually, I don't currently right now, but uh, I have had kept gloves in the truck before. Yeah. Mm. For a specific purpose of filling with fuel. You could keep those cheap, like, food service ones for, like... Thin plastic. That's what I had. I had a bag that you buy at, like, Kohl's for... Christmas tree shops. Yeah. Uh, I, $2. I, I don't sit foot in Christmas tree shops because <laughs> that store really aggravates me, so I didn't buy them there, no. Don't you just love a bargain? I don't. Not enough Not enough to go inside that store. <laughs> the, uh, that was a really regional joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a really horrible store, too. It, it's not great. The uh, It's like... it's like a di- Everything you never knew you needed, and but I you still really don't, don't need you still it. don't need it. It's like, it's like a thrift shop. That sells new stuff, new, new things. things. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty terrible. <laughs> is it and like, it's all in China. It's it, all manufactured. Is it in China. like a Ross? No, no, no. Not at all. Ross is great. Okay. Christmas tree shops doesn't have clothes. So you know, you know the online ordering site Wish, where you can buy things from China. <laughs> yeah. Christmas tree shops is like the real life incarnate of that. Okay. Yeah. It's and it's not like crap. a. I mean, those people that live around here know what it is, but it's not like a. Uh, it's not like a Christmas themed store. No. It's just called Christmas Tree Shop. Well, I think it started as a Christmas store back in the day, and then they were like, "Wait a second, they definitely this is carry... a very poor decision for the rest of the we'll year. We'll just be a discount store. They definitely have a large Christmas section. Well, they have everything you could ever need for holiday decor, like as yeah. that cycles through. So I guess that's part of it. I've heard that, I but I don't shop there, so I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, oh, the other thing too, I almost froze my hand off one time when we we're coming back from the Winter Challenge Rally. Can you guess? Yeah, because it was negative 14. I touched the pump handle. Ooh. 
with a bare hand in my truck. Yeah, so it's also my fault. Yeah, yeah, because the Raider was using fuel at a horrendous rate. Well, you know, I had to make up for that cold temperature. Yeah. The Raider always uses fuel at a horrendous rate, yeah. though. That's just the baseline for that so. car. What would have been a terrible trick is if I had ever taken the Subaru, the old Subaru, to a self-service station in yes. the wintertime because that Full would have been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I did warn Steve about that. I was going to say, hopefully Steve knows about I that did. now that he owns the car. Yeah. Was, well, I did, well, I did warn him. Prob. I don't see if we knew that, didn't tell you. No, no, I warned him. <laughs> um, so when and, where, when and where was the first drive-in gas station? Uh, New York. Boston. Nope. Wait, like what? Define drive, define drive in. Because how else did you get to a gas station <laughs> prior to this okay. gas station? Okay. going to walk up so, to this gas station. So this what is in my pocket, sir. This, Thank you very this much. This came from a Hemmings post by Kurt Ernst. And he said, at the turn of the century, gasoline was sold in open containers at pharmacies, blacksmith shops, hardware stores. And blacksmith o- shops? Yep. Like when they have fire? Yeah, because yeah, they have horses, right? And other. What does that have to do with gasoline? <laughs> Well, you were, I don't know, you, listen, if you're a blacksmith at the turn of the century, you see the car is becoming this invention that everybody's getting, your business is oh, going away, right? Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I better get into this gas game. Yeah. yeah. People aren't going to need these chintzy horses anymore. I got yeah. this. I got this. Yeah. So, and then, so you could just get it at like random stores and then you could, you'd also have gas Open pumps. Container, like a bucket? Yeah, I guess like, so. Like a bucket of gasoline? Yeah. So you'd have gas pumps could also be loaded, located curbside in front of a retail store. Hmm. Like exactly as it sounds, like stuck on the curb. That'd be cool. Like, yeah, except for when the drunk person drives into them and they explode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thankfully, right. the cars at the time were only going six miles an hour, so it wasn't yeah. that big a deal. The seatbelts uh, worry they're non-existent or just no. near the scene. No, there weren't any. There right. weren't any. Pl- plate glass windows. That's 50s technology with seatbelts there. So it. Uh, it was December 1st, 1913, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it was the Gulf Oil Company. Okay. And they, I feel like... I, I, what year was that? 1913. So the first... 13-ish years of cars, they weren't drive-up fuel pumps. There was some curbside or you'd have to go buy gasoline. Man, that is very inconvenient. So if you run out so you actually have to walk to the gas station. Well, think about how much work it was car. to drive early cars. It was a lot yeah, of work. Like yeah, but really I feel like I feel like you could drive the car thing. to the gas station to buy the bucket of fuel and pour it in your car, and that's kind of the same thing. Well, you probably could. Yeah, well, I think you'd have a person at the gas at well, it wouldn't be a gas station at the repair shop or whatever it was where you went. They might dump it in there for you, like a funnel. I guess I never really thought about the whole logistics of the system of fuel stations in early in early motoring times. So think like the reason why gasoline became the prevalent technology for powering cars because at the turn of the century there was both electric and gas cars it's because gas was easier and cheaper to produce to produce and to put in all these places that's why we have gasoline now and that's the problem that is right now is that you don't have enough power stations yet and the infrastructure is not there the yet. so the infrastructure there. for electric cars now is like the infrastructure for gas yeah. cars probably was eventually it they're trying to make it better, like people like Elon Musk, and it will eventually. Well, the other problem is, I think a lot of the electric cars have like different plugs, don't they? Yeah, I don't. I think they have one. There's like a Japanese standard, and then some other standard. So just I, like a regular, I don't remember. Just like a house outlet is a Japanese standard, yeah. European standard, and a we'd have to American look that standard. up. So, anyways, this was the first dedicated station with a canopy, and it was a Gulf. And, yep, and a Gulf. So they provided free. It was orange and green. I don't know if it was orange and blue, yeah. the black and white photo. Uh, they provided free air for tires and would check the oil level in your car. Okay. Because so that was your, important. Is your full service. Yeah. It's 
Might be a stupid question, but did they figure out like then to put the tanks underground or like? No, no, they didn't. They're giant <laughs> drums next okay. to the buildings. Yeah, and then those big glass. Well, I actually, things. no, they're glass tubes. Yeah, cylinders. That you could see the gas inside they're the pump. Graduated cylinders. That's yeah. how you measured how much went in the car. We had this wicked old gas station in my hometown, and it was really bizarre because it had like the original old. Your hometown is currently <laughs> stuck in like 1968, so I can imagine 15 uh, years ago it's it was even little... before then. Yeah. But it had the little numbers that would, like, click over, like, the old alarm clock. Oh, yeah, yeah. We went to one of those when we were in Vermont or Maine or something. Maine last year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few of those around here and there in very, so, very rural areas. So that pump, and we'll, I learned from doing the research for this, that pump was easily from the late 60s, late 60s. early 70s. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Which is what I said her town is stuck in. So it makes yeah. Sense that. yeah. It was called Gas Mat. <laughs> yeah. So... Again, quoting uh, Kurt Ernst, by the early 1920s, many larger cities enacted fire safety ordinances banning curbside gasoline pumps, effectively requiring gasoline retailers to construct freestanding structures set back from the road. Uh, As the decade came to a close, 24-hour fueling stations designed to meet the needs of truckers began to appear along major thoroughfares. While trackside operators, this is interesting, the forerunners of today's discount brand X retailers, they dispense gasoline from railroad cars on railroad tracks. So they would drive up. You no, you drive your car up to the rail yard. I'm going to get some cheap gas, and you know, go see the. Well, it's funny because going to East Boston to get your yeah yeah. Well, I was I was wondering how the distribution of gasoline even became a thing because you can't distribute gasoline when you don't have a distribution station, distribution network set up because you need gasoline for the trucks to distribute the gasoline. Yeah, like this is a very complicated system to set up. So obviously they have trains. That would bring the fuel from town to town. Yes, I guess. And then you could fill your big tank on the back of your truck and bring the big truck back to the gas station. Yeah, you're literally saving. It seems like like a very complicated process. Saving pennies, like literally pennies. Well, it was probably penny a gallon, so it wasn't even a. If if even that much. So then the the first self service gas station opened in 1947 in Los Angeles. And it had approval of the fire marshal, so it lasted a while. But it still needed attendance to reset the pumps. But not as many as a full service station. So that was the first self service station in 1947. Yeah. Okay. I think you said full service, but yep, self service. But we were talking about earlier. What does full service mean, anyways? And I think we were kind of too young to remember it because I'd only ever seen it in movies. But like the car rolls into the gas station, and the attendant comes out to pump the gas and ask you what you want. Yeah, and you pop your hood. Yeah, they like clean your windshield and top up your oil and like visually inspect the engine compartment and then check the air on the tires. But like nobody does that anymore. I remember as a kid. But maybe if you ask, they'll do know. it still. I don't know. We could go down the street and find out. Yeah, yeah there's a couple full service ones. Yeah, uh, full service ones. Yeah, there's a couple full service around ones. here. Yeah, yeah you just or there's some that are like combo, which are always confusing. That's usually you pick the right pump. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it didn't occur to me to like. That's weird. usually the way it is around here. <laughs> we were at this down the street, and we're sitting there. I'm like, why is nobody over there? And Andrew's like, because it's full service. <laughs> yeah, it costs more. I was like, oh, well, yeah. Okay. So that's why people don't do I it. do remember growing up on Bridge Street, uh, which is again very regional here. Bridge Street here in Salem, Massachusetts. There was a station called the Mon- uh, Monroe Brothers. Yeah. And I remember going there with my mom all the time because they were a full service station. They would always check her oil and they'd always fill up her washer fluid and they'd always just make sure everything was. And that was the idea, the extra yeah. money you're paying. Yeah. And then you're, you're supposed to tip this person too. Right. Hmm. The, um, Supposedly. I don't. 
that was the convention. Did you guys if, I, if I pay cash, I do usually tip the, the full service guy if I yeah. get gas nowadays. Yeah. Did you guys have 76 out here? No. no. All right. Well, we that's had... A, yeah, that, that's another thing to get into, like how regional gas Brands. companies are. But yeah. even though gas is technically all the same stuff. We had one, and that was that happened to be a full service station. And they would... Um, you just like roll up and you'd always like pop your hood because they'd just come over and ask if you like need anything specific. But, and that was my childhood, which was not much like further away from yours. Yeah, it wasn't that much afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, funny. Being but again, my town is stuck in 1960s, so that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but so the idea is that, um, you know, so what like full service typically meant was it was a car repair shop that also had gas pumps so a service station okay and it also probably was good for the service station to check your car all the time because they could find problems that were wrong with it yes and they could upsell you like hey your fan belt looks a little worn yeah. like or in like arizona they'd be like hey you need some new wipers because it'll because yeah, they dry rot it and it rains twice yeah. every other month yeah so they recommend uh and they upsell the gas customer to like change oil and then like yeah. which i think contrary to like anecdotal stories like cars were not as reliable in the 50s, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s, or 80s as they are now. I mean, has there ever been that anecdotal story? I don't think anybody argues that today's cars are less reliable than 50s cars. Way more reliable. I think older people do. Like, way older people. I don't well, make I, them I, like they used yeah. to. Well, I think it's more the, they don't know how to fix it. Yeah. If it goes yeah. wrong, it's too yeah. complicated for them to fix it. Yeah. But they bad. break less, obviously. But I think cars needed maintenance way more frequently. I mean, have you ever seen the oil pump in like a 1950s six-cylinder chevy no it's literally like a spoon attached to the crankshaft that dips itself in the oil pan and flings oil on the top parts of the engine and then like like, it's pretty terrible i mean early chevy v8s didn't even have oil filters right or like an oil bath air filter which is super weird the nsu has oil bath air filter yeah when i saw that i was like this is air runs through the oil yeah i think the other thing, too, and just, like, um, things that you don't think about definitely now that they probably don't do this either, especially, is you could be like, give me a pack of Marlboro whatevers, and they'd go and get you your cigarettes. That's too. true, too. Yeah. They'd run into the store and get you your your pack. Whatever you wanted. When they didn't yeah, cost. Bo- bottle of Coke <laughs> or... Yeah. That's true, too. I forgot about that being a factor. So, like, I guess yeah. if you had kids in the car or something and you didn't want to, like... If you had kids in the car and you wanted to blow smoke on them, but you didn't want to get out of the car because <laughs> right. you were afraid to leave them in the right. car by themselves to buy your cigarettes. And yes. it's clearly safer to smoke in your car while refueling it than outside of your car. Right. I guess this is the truth. The truth. Um, Man, the 80s were a fun time. So, when did self-service come into fashion? And uh, so the first step was the technology needed to exist, apparently, to reset the pumps from inside the service station. Okay. Because that didn't exist before. Somebody would have to go so out and to zero them out between yep. every car. So uh, this is an article from Sarah uh, Hamaker from the National Association of Convenience Stores, believe wow. it or not. I like these uh, these these little stories you're yeah. finding from these very, very, very obscure, obscure sources. sources. <laughs> yeah. So John Roscoe at first wanted nothing to do with remote access self-service gasoline. Uh, he had opened his first convenience store in 1957 in Denver. Seven years later, he opened a chain of 12 convenience stores. So then this one day, Roscoe recalls a man named Herb Timms stopped by with a box he had invented that would allow an attendant inside this quarter to dispense gasoline. See here, I got this box here. Yeah. It's going to make you 10 times more money here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> dispense gasoline at the pumps outside. And uh, Roscoe says, I was initially reluctant. 
But fortunately for me, my banker knew Herb and convinced me to give his invention a try. So on June 10th... His banker. At, at, yeah. At the Westminster... Yeah, his banker was the, smart. Yeah. The, the, the guy who financed this whole yeah. project in the first place. The Westminster, Colorado <laughs> location... Roscoe flipped the switch, activating the first U.S. remote access self-service gasoline pumps. So, uh, selling gasoline was never the same. What made self-serve so important to the convenience store industry was that it, we, this is Roscoe saying it, we already had the facility. By spending $10,000, we effectively got the gasoline business from the other stations without their labor expenses. Hmm. So, it was purely... To make more money. So now this whole thing goes back to we're talking about this because of the Oregonian, or, Oregonians. Yeah. Oregonians? Oregonians. I don't know. Just say what you will. People that live underneath Washington um, being all panicked about having to pump their own gas. Now imagine you're in 1964, you drive to the gas station, and since 1900, there's been a man that will come out, yeah. or female, possibly, mostly men, I'm sure, and pump your gas for you. Now you pull into the station, and nobody's ever done this before. And it's 1964. Well, and yeah, like, all right, guy, pump your own gas. They had to have some people like show people <laughs> how to do it. But then once people realized how easy it was, and they're saving like 10 cents a gallon, 5 cents probably a gallon, not, whatever it was. Probably five cents a gallon total. They're probably saving one, saving one cent a gallon. I think it was like, uh, I think they said gas was 20 cents a gallon. You'd save 2 cents a gallon with okay. self-serve. So buy 10 gallons of gas, you're, what, 20 cents? That's significant does not sound significant at all. It, I understand it probably was the time, but... was the time, right? 20 um, cents falls out of my pocket, and half the time now I don't bend over to pick it up, so... Yeah, so it, tra- it attracted customers to the convenience stores. They went into the convenience store afterwards and spent more money. Um, hey, plus, you're already out of the car. Yeah. Whereas with full service, you don't even get out of the car. So yeah. if you're already out of the car, you might be more likely to go in the store and buy more stuff. So this is interesting because self-service... Uh, this is from an article by Steve Robbie. The Denver Post, it says, because self-service was so unique, it took a good decade for it to truly catch on, uh, said Jeff Leonard of the National, blah, 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 the Association, Association of Convenience Stores, stores. <laughs> blah, 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 Once it did... You know, cite sources, man, cite sources. <laughs> once it did, convenience stores quickly became the country's dominant fueling stations. So think about it. How often do you uh, go to a gas station that actually has a repair shop? Like, it's not very often. I yeah, feel like no. they're more common around here. Yeah, but a lot. I, I think of today. Now we have a few like BPO Jackson Street to service station. Yeah, but there's like that do inspections too. That mm-hmm. hand yeah, down. next to our house here. But like the, the two gas stations I go to on the way to work, both convenience stores. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cumbies. Yeah, I go to Speedway and there's Cumbies by my work. Yeah. So yeah, Cumberland Farms and Speedway. Speedway is actually national now, I think. Right? I believe I think so. Cumberland they, Farms is too. Actually, yeah, uh, Speedway took over Hess around here, so you have to order your Hess trucks online. Which has actually took over. Uh, what was it Merit. before? Merit? Merit. Yeah, it was something really. It was always the cheap gas. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. And then in 1973 and 74, during the OPEC embargo, that's where Cal that's fuel shortage. Yeah, right? the fuel shortage that prompted California to mandate fuel price signs. Apparently, that wasn't a thing hmm. before. So you just drove up and wheeled and dealed for your gas prices? Yeah, so people wait in long lines before they even knew the price of gas. So this also helped boost self-service because it would make the gas that much cheaper, especially well, I back guess then. Actually, during the OPEC embargo, when you had the long lines, if you Probably didn't have 
a sign up to tell you how much the gas cost, and people were probably artificially inflating it because they had yeah, exactly. supply mm-hmm. and demand. Mm-hmm. So if you're waiting in line all day for, some, for a commodity that usually costs you 30 cents a gallon in 1974, mm-hmm. and they, it's up, it's $1.10 a gallon, you're like, wait a second, what's going on here? So um, we'll do, let's see here. This is the quick history rundown. So, 47, Frank Ulrich opened first self-service gas station in Los Angeles. 64, John Roscoe, first remote access uh, store in Westminster, Colorado. 69, self-service gasoline accounted for 16% of all gasoline sold in the United States. 1973, a gas station in Abilene, Texas, invents pay at the pump. Well, 73, that yeah. was probably a big jump, too. Yeah. 1981, all states but New Jersey and Oregon legalized sale of self-service gasoline. See, what blows my mind about that... 1981. No, what blows my mind about that yeah. is it was illegal. There was a law in the books that said you couldn't pump your own gas? Yeah. How, how, how did that even come to yeah. fruition? Like, what is the... Like, why is that a bad thing? We'll get to that. So 1982, 72% of all gasoline sold in the United States was me, self-service. <laughs> So 1987, self-service gasoline grabbed 80% of the entire U.S. gasoline market. So in 20 years, yeah, it went from 16 yeah. to 80%. Because it's so much cheaper. And then 1994, 30% of convenience stores had to pay at the pump. And then, this is interesting to me, 1996, what was starting to be phased out, leaded gasoline was totally... So, well, it had started to be phased out before. 1996 was when leaded gas was actually banned in the United States. So it took from like 73-ish. From the beginning of time, they had lead and gas. Right, but from like 73, when they first started putting catalytic converters on cars, that's when they started selling a lot more unleaded because the catalytic yeah. converters couldn't run yeah. with leaded gas. Yeah. Man, can you imagine making that mistake? Uh, putting yeah. leaded gas in an unleaded car, you just burnt out your catalytic converter. Okay. Yeah. But like, that's a whole weird thing that cars had to have lead in the gas, too. Well, it provided a cushioning for the yeah, valves the valve and seats, everything. Yeah, the so bizarre. Not only, also, it's incredibly poisonous, so that's why... Well, I mean, I still wouldn't drink unleaded gas, so... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but it would push, like, lead would come out in the exhaust No, I I understand where you're going with it. I just was making a bad joke, because that's our opportunity. So, uh, apparently 2002, 80% of all community tours had paid the pump. It's probably the 20% is probably all the rural stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because they still don't 100%. Yeah. 2004, Sheets. You ever been to a Sheets? Yes, I have. They're pretty neat. Uh, Touchscreen kiosks at pumps. They introduced those. So you can order your fried cheese balls. While yeah. You, you know what I hate is the you damn... You ever Sheets? No. What is that? It's it's like a Cumberland Farms, but with way more unhealthy food choices. And touchscreen everything. So like you go inside and you order. You don't order from a person. You order from a touchscreen and a person in, makes it for you. It's the one in Rhode Island. Which one? Um, people love them. It's like a... Not a Wally, but like a... A Wawa? Yeah, a Wawa? Yeah, That's New good. Jersey. They might be in Rhode Island, too. Maybe yeah, they kind of yeah. migrate up. But, uh, They'll be here eventually. Sheets is like Pennsylvania West. Yeah. There's one mm-hmm. near where um, STPR is I went to. There's one near Carlisle, too. Yeah. Um, but it, but it, they have you options. Do you go in? Do you, you, someone bring it to you? <laughs> no, you, you go in. Yeah. You go in. You don't talk to a person. You walk up to a kiosk. Yeah. You order all your stuff through a touchscreen kiosk. Uh-huh. And it prints out a little ticket. And another ticket was printed out behind it. the counter. Weird. And they make every, all Super the bizarre. deep fried ridiculousness that you want. Huh. So that's all it is. It's like fried chicken, fried cheese balls. Yeah, it's all right. pre-made stuff. Fried. It's all, yeah, frozen fried stuff that they just And you can buy beer you. there, too, at the hmm. same time. Um, and then... Uh, 
Do you have the TVs in gas pumps now? Which, which are really super annoying. Super silly. The GS, GSTV network? I wish they would just, like, yeah. I don't know. Like Most of them have a mute button now. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not even there long enough. Not I mean, when you've got, like, a 30-gallon tank in your truck, you probably <laughs> it are. It takes, takes a little longer. Yeah. You need some entertainment. Listen, I'm paying enough money to fill that tank. I want some entertainment with my yeah, cash. seriously. So, 2011, 90% of all gasoline sold in the United States is self-service. So, it's pretty good. And then finally, 2018, Oregon enacts the new law allowing residents of most counties with fewer than 40,000 people to pump their own cars. Here's a number that makes me a little strange. 1994. Yeah. 13% of convenience stores had pay at the pump. Yeah. 1994 is three years before I got my license. Yeah. So in that 94 to 97, it must have been a huge jump because I can't ever remember a time where I didn't know how to go to a gas station and pay at the pump. Well, when I first got my license, I definitely didn't have a debit card. I didn't have a debit card until I was like 18, Which 18 or 19. It was a year and a half after you got your license. No, yeah, but it was like 18 but or 19. Regardless, so I'm talking in 97 when I got my license, I feel like a hell of a lot more than 13%. Had pay at the pump. Well, I don't know. But that would imply that you needed a card, right? Yeah. Yeah. I assume they never had, like, cash-taking People, pumps. like, running out. I mean, maybe they did. Like, were the first pay at the pump? Were they actually, like, yeah, vending machines? You put cash in them? they're, like... Because they didn't have magnet strips on credit cards until sometime in the late 80s. Yeah, I don't know. remember that. back in the 80s, credit cards, they used to have that like carbon a... copy machine. Or yeah, the was... imprint. Or you had before that it was like a almost like a store charge. You'd have like a little notebook that was sandwiched between two plastic cards, and that yeah. was your credit card. Yeah, true. So, weird. Yeah. I don't know. There's some weird little things that are coming up from this. No, I just not. remember when I first had my license, I would I'd cash my check on a Friday, put all in your gas tank on it a Saturday. No, because it was <laughs> it was cheap back then. That's true. That's when true. I got my license, gas was ninety eight cents a gallon. Yeah, so I would put uh, I'd take twenty bucks. And I'd fill my tank, and it'd be good for the whole week because I didn't work very far from my house. And that was my ritual. Well, I used a little more gas because my car had much worse gas miles than your first car. Um, my first car got like 13 miles a gallon. Yeah, but I even I even used yeah, to be able to, from like a quarter of a tank, for 20 bucks, I could fill the town with premium Yeah, well, in the old world. The old world. I'm a child, so I always had a debit card when I was filling gas and of driving age, so. Yeah, because we, what, did you get your license in like 2005? That's not too far off, actually, I think, because, um, yeah, I would have had to have been like 16, because Arizona, you can get your permit 15 and a half. And then you get Wild a full West. license at 16. 15-year-olds out driving around. Yeah, no, I would illegally drive all the time without, like, a adult it, or whatever. In Mexico, of course. But, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so probably about, like, 05, 06. Okay, so, like, a year and a half ago. <laughs> Not really. It feels like it. It does seem like 2005. Like, it was I, two my, years my ago. truck is a 2005, and I'm like, man, I love driving this brand new truck around. Yeah. Yeah. 12 years old. Yeah. Super annoying. Oh, Ford WX. This is a brand new car. No, it's yeah. 13 years old, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's old. Yep. Anyway. It's just, it's, it's crazy to me to think that all these advances have happened since So you want to know why it was illegal to pump your own gas? That's so the most long. important question I have tonight. And I, these, I have the laws from New Jersey because they're the only ones that mm-hmm. still enforce it, really. But it's similar to Oregon. 
I assume. Oregon. Oregon? Oregon Trail? I forget what I said the first time. Oregon? I'm going to convert you eventually. Well, I should know it because apparently I'm part of the Oregon, and you are too, Andrew, part of the Oregon Trail generation. It's Oregon Trail. So So this is the Retail Gasoline Dispensing Safety Act. That sounds very U.S. government and convoluted. Well, it's New Jersey government. So the legislature finds and declares that. Can we blame Chris Christie for it? Maybe. Yeah. I think he tried to get rid of it. Uh, if I remember, some, somebody did. Uh, it says, because of the fire hazards directly associated with dispensing fuel, is it in the public interest that the gas station operators have the control needed over the activity to ensure compliance with appropriate safety procedures, including turning off the vehicle engines and refraining from smoking while fuel is dispensed? Because I feel like if people weren't told not to do that, they were just going to do it anyway. They would do it. In fact, the last two times people I filled it. up yeah. fuel, a guy was running his truck while he was doing it. And then just uh. tonight, a woman was running her car and the attendant came out and said, can you please shut that off? It's mass state law. And then she must have just been finished. She didn't say anything to him, just like finished up and drove off. In true masshole fashion. Yep. He, just was, like, he was just like, okay. <laughs> well, I remember it was last winter. I was here near your house. I think I was leaving the podcast recording. And the shell station on the corner, um, the car in front of me was like a fairly new Volkswagen Jetta. And the filler is on the passenger side quarter panel. Yep. And the girl's filling it up. And her friend leans out of the back of the car. So she's in the back seat, right in front of the filler, to talk to her, and she's ripping a cigarette butt. Oh, my God. Like a foot and a half away from the filler. She's inside the car, though. (laughs) But she's hanging out of the car with the cigarette butt hanging out of the car. I was like, I'm going to move to the other side of the gas station now because it hasn't started pumping yet. the Darwin Awards, you know? Yeah, well, I was pretty close, so I would have been part of their Darwin experiment. The the fire stuff goes off pretty fast in those. Oh, man. Nothing's worse than when that goes off when it's not supposed to. Well, I told you that story about the Subaru a few weeks ago. Yeah. That I was like, I was behind him driving down the road. And it was like was, a new Subaru. The guy was smoking like crazy. It wasn't, I mean, again, it was probably a 12. So it was new enough. Yeah. Um, so I'm driving down the road and the car is smoking. I'm like, that's weird. And then the smoke is getting blacker and blacker. And I see like oily fiery bits dripping out of the bottom of the car and i'm like oh so i'm honking at the guy and trying to get his attention and finally he notices something is wrong and he takes a left-hand turn into a gas station with his oh, car on no. fire and parks right next to the pumps and like i roll in behind him I'm like you bro, gotta move you bro. gotta move you gotta move like you can't park here so he's like what 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 so some other guy saw the whole thing happening like runs over and jumps in the guy's car and drives it out of the gas station back onto the street because the guy parked at the gas pumps is a flaming car. Oh uh, it turns out he had a short at the battery terminal and yep. caught everything on fire in that yeah, corner of the car. That'll do it. Yeah, it was quite interesting. And that was fun because it melted the hood um, release cable oh. yep. and the hood latch so the fire department couldn't open the hood. So they just got it with axes in the jaws of life and cut the whole front of the car open. You just watched it. It was awesome. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> oh, man. It was awesome because it wasn't my car. Was he vaping? Yeah. He was not vaping. No, it was not a WRX. It was just a Regular. middle-aged man commuting home in oh. his gray and Brezza. Yeah, it was kind of sad. It was. I mean, it was interesting to watch. We'll but I felt. I felt. I felt bad the guy. Hit, but I'm sure he had mass insured. plates. Yeah, he, he had insurance. insurance. Yeah, we'll get another one. <laughs> I'm sure he was fine. It was uh, very. Interesting. I think I was coming here. Wasn't I coming here? That yeah, happened? something like that. Yeah. No, you were like you were mad because you're. Oh no! I was supposed to meet you 
to get our suits you, fitted for your wedding. You couldn't get fuel. That's oh. what it was because they, yeah, shut the, they shut the pumps off. I was looking to get diesel fuel. That's where I was headed to. <laughs> it was the only diesel station within like 10 miles of there. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. That's right. Yeah. They obviously shut the pumps off. A flaming car pulled into the gas station. Yeah. I can't be mad at them for shutting the pumps off. <laughs> So uh, at self this is the other rule at self service gas stations in other states cashiers are often unable to maintain a clear view of activities of customers dispensing gasoline uh, to get or to give their undivided attention to observing customers therefore when customers rather than attendants are permitted to dispense fuel it's far more difficult to enforce compliance with safety procedures now I'm not one to you know throw shade on general professions of people but I feel like the average gas station lot attendant isn't really that in tune with the local laws and regulations of they know to things. have you shut your car off and to I not mean, smoke they know their job but some people just don't I, care. I think the people that let their car run when they fill it up have just never had anything bad happen from doing it like i don't know where like who told them that was okay but yeah. they're clearly adults so somebody told them at some point and they've probably been doing it for a long long time and they're never not going to do well, it that happened to i think it was one of the members of aerosmith bradley whitford i think because Aerosmith is a local band to yeah. us, and he was filling his Ferrari, yeah, and he left it running, and it, a flash fire happened. Well, it's a Ferrari; it's going it's to burn eventually, anyway. <laughs> but it was running, and the fuel is right next to the engine, and I don't know if it dripped fuel on the exhaust through the open engine like cover thing or yeah. what happened. But there's a big fire, which theoretically a, it would be hot anyways if it was just running, but true, less hot. Slightly less hot. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird that people do that. And then the other thing, too, is, like, if some transient is hanging around the gas station, they just jump in and steal your car if it's running. So, transients. Yeah. Is this a segue into uh, the Oregonians' complaints? Maybe. Eventually. Okay. That's, that's a word used very, very often in um, ridiculous complaints. So, and then, of course, their other complaint was, like, you know... The state needs stronger measures to enforce compliance by its customers, and so the ban on self-service allows compliance by attendance with safety procedures, and they argued that insurance would be higher for self-service gas stations. Uh, the exposure to toxic gasoline fumes presents health hazard when customers dispense their own gasoline. Especially while smoking. Particularly in the case of pregnant women. Uh, so especially while smoking and pregnant. Yeah, if you're pregnant, just go to a full-service gas station, I guess, right? If there's a choice... And then uh, um, I never heard of there being a problem. You were like sucking down high VOC paint fumes for like how long? Yeah, I think like a little bit of gasoline every now and then isn't going to be a big deal. And just the exhaust of driving a car around, yeah. like being in traffic, like, diesel like in front of you or something. So sorry. Then the other thing, uh, <laughs> the thing that really got me. So this one is the significantly higher higher prices usually charged for full service gasoline in states where self service is permitted results in discrimination against low-income individuals who are under greater economic pressure to undergo the inconvenience and hazards of dispensing their own gasoline. Wow. Yeah. But if everyone has to do it, I mean... That's what they're saying, is they make it illegal because then everybody has to pay more money and and have somebody do it for them. Whereas if somebody's trying to save a buck and they can't afford full self-service... Now they have to pump their own gas. See, a lot of now they have to injure themselves. A lot of the argument in New Jersey was that their full service is actually pretty cheap, but it's because their gasoline taxes are lower. Right. They're not as high as they are here. So well, not, not only that, but the competitive stations are competing against each other. Yes. So they're not going to have a higher 
number for a full serve and a lower number for self serve because there isn't a self serve. Yes. And that actually is the reason why that's the real reason why a lot of people believe this law exists was because of price fixing or is because of price fixing. So because they could charge more because they had to justify yes their employees. And then so here's another one that was really crazy. So the increasing use of self-service has contributed to the diminished availability of repair facilities and maintenance services at gasoline stations. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. No. So even in filling stations which offer both self-service and full-service gasoline, customers are less likely because of the much higher price usually charged for full service to have attendants make needed maintenance checks, thus causing significant neglect of maintenance and danger both to the customers and other motorists. Wow, that is a stretch and a half. Yeah, as well as, anyway. yeah. <laughs> yeah. as well as the unneeded costly repairs with deferred maintenance. Have you ever told somebody who doesn't know or doesn't think they need tires that their tires are junk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't care. Mm-mm. I was like sitting, I just went to go get the winter tires mounted on the Subaru on the cross truck and sitting there like two people needed brake jobs and they were both like, no, is it really bad? Like, how bad is it? Yeah. And they're like, well, it's this many millimeters, and that's not great. And, like, we're obligated to tell you that it's unsafe to drive the car. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you have to at this point for the litigious reasons. Like if crazy. you let a car leave and they drive away and smash into somebody and somebody's like, oh, their brakes are worn out. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You're on the hook. So, now, according to an op-ed by Paul Mulsheen, Mulsheen, uh on NewJersey.com, the real reason was corruption. Oh, geez. New Jersey so, was corrupted? Yeah. Oh, well, that government. doesn't make any sense. Is this, uh, this is where Chris Christie comes in? This, no, this is 1949. Oh, okay. So Irving, apparently in 1949, Irving Rheingold, who created the crisis, led to the law banning self-serve gasoline. Rheingold, a workaholic who took time out only to fly his collection of World War II fighter planes. So they're like brand new in 49. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how do you collect World War II fighter planes? Two guess, years after well, maybe they're real, they're real cheap surplus. I don't know. Uh, started the crisis by doing something, something gas station owners hated. He lowered prices. Hmm. So he was selling gas at 21. So gas was selling at 21.9 cents a gallon. So this price was rigged by a gentleman's agreement among gas station owners. So Rangel decided to offer the customer a choice by opening up a 24 pump gas station on route 17 in Hackensack, New Jersey. He offered gas at 18.9 cents a gallon. That's significant back then. Yeah, of course it is. Um, the only requirement was that drivers pump it themselves. That's like 15%. He said people lined up for blocks. The other gas station operators didn't like the competition. Someone tried shooting up Rheingold Station. With their Tommy gun? Or from yeah. their World War yeah, plane? <laughs> but he, insta- he installed blueprint glass. That's part of the story. And uh, then they went to the state house. So the Gasoline Retailers Association prevailed. And it pushed through this bill banning self-serve gas. <laughs> and the pretext was safety. But uh, Hackensack Fire Chief, this is in 49, said it uh, it was perfectly safe, but they decided not to. And supposedly to this day, that's why New Jersey has full-service gas. Because of organized crime, more than likely. <laughs> yeah, or just, just, you know, businesses getting together. Um, that's, Ollie's getting a little uh, anxious here on the table, it sounds like. Hey, what? So then we have in... I mean, it's been tried to repeal it like a couple times. So even in 81, so he's still a New Jersey state senator, Gerald uh, Cardinale. Uh, he still is to this day? Yep. Oh, nice. Uh, an opinion piece in the New York Times. That's Card- a whole other topic yeah. for a whole other day. <laughs> Cardinale wrote this. The 
executive director of the state's gasoline retailers association has stated that he's concerned about unthinking consumers burning themselves to death <laughs> because they would likely pump gasoline while smoking. Just going to shower myself in gas. I mean, this is 1981. So a lot of people are still smoking. Uh, not all pumping gas. No. Well, you never know. Maybe. Um, I mean, it's 2018. I've seen, I've seen people smoking, smoking so. while pumping gas before. So as we discussed earlier, and he says insurance based premiums, uh, which are based on accident experience, are essentially the same for both full-service and self-service stations. So this is Cardinale saying this. That, that doesn't make a difference. Nope. Uh, and then he said, in, this is in 1981, in any event, the safety features required for self-service stations promise to make them even safer than full-service stations. So this was interesting. The Consumer Council of Massachusetts has found there's no increased fire risk at self-service stations. So this is uh, the report is from 1977. The fire safety record of gasoline service stations has traditionally been outstanding. Fire frequency statistics indicate that only firehouses have a better fire <laughs> safety record than service stations. So this was, again, in 1977. This makes it sound like it's a non-problem. To yeah. Me. The advent of self-service has not compromised this record in the least. So clearly it's proven. They're trying to, like, they're trying to make the case, even in 1981, and especially now, it's been over 30 years of 48 states allowing people to pump self-serve right. gas. There's not a massive collection of dead people from pumping I mean, their own gas. I mean, there is some, like, crazy accidents that happen, but in general, it's quite safe well, to I mean, pump everybody's seen gas. the video of the guy trying to kill the spider next to his gas tank with a lighter. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, there are still dummies out there. Yeah. So, you know, uh, what stuck with me the most from this was that, like, from his opinion piece... Was that uh, according to an industry survey, con- consumers chose self-service stations for two primary reasons: speed of service and lower price. And he says, in these times of high prices and tight schedules, this is 1981. Yeah. Still applies. Doesn't seem to be a fair. New- <laughs> it doesn't seem to be fair that New Jersey's five million motorists could be more by now should pay as much as three to seven cents more a gallon. Could also be more by now. Yeah, for the privilege of long waits at idle gas pumps while attendants finish pumping fuel into other vehicles. Which is exactly what you said earlier. Yeah, I, I feel like if you were in a border state of New Jersey, you would just drive to the other state. Probably. And take gas. Yeah. Uh, well, again, we're not experienced with, like, the local in-town gas stations at New Jersey as much as we are with yeah, I guess. the interstate ones. Yeah. So, so Carnelli says this, while reviewing some newspaper accounts of past self-service legislative battles, I spotted what made the most hollow argument of all. And again, we echoed this earlier. In 1979, a lobbyist for the Gasoline Retailers Association was quoted as saying, what you save in self-service, you will wind up paying in the end for a road call when your fan belt breaks. You'll pay for the neglect of not having someone look under the hood. But nobody does that. Not even 1981, I don't think people really did that. No, that's up to the owner of the car to take yeah. care of anyway. And so. uh, now we're back to Carnelli. He says, personally, I can't remember the last time a station attendant routinely looked under the hood of my car. And that's in 1981. Yeah. I guess so that means I'm paying twice. Almost 40 years ago. Yeah, I'm paying twice the neglect of not having someone look under the hood. <laughs> what I pay... An extra nickel a gallon, and later, if my car breaks down, which happens with no more frequency for a car that is fueled at self-service station than one that is fueled at full-service station. So so there's no really good reason for these people to have these illegal, make it illegal to pump your own gas. No. It's just all scare tactics, scare tactics yeah. and politics. So that's why the people in Oregon are scared because they're uninformed yes. to pump their own gas. Uh, it, yeah, it would be nice in the cold weather 
to go to a full service station. But you have the choice. Yeah. You do have the choice. Yeah. Here, you definitely have the choice. Well, that's the thing, too. Isn't... I even know where the only full service diesel station around is for <laughs> it's really cold out. Yeah. Isn't, um, like, with Oregon, the whole thing is, like, you know, it's rural areas, but at the same time, they'll probably still have the option for full serve if they want Well, they have it. to, yeah. to the, for the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities yeah. Act. Yes. You have to have a button there where if there's a reason you can't pump oh, your own right, gas, right. Yeah. somebody can do it for you. Yeah. And you don't pay extra for that either because, yeah, I mean, if you're an able-bodied human being who should be able to pump their own gas, you shouldn't take advantage of that. Sure. But it's there for somebody who physically can't pump their own gas. The option is there to push the little wheelchair button mm-hmm. and somebody will come up it for you. Yeah. So the reason I went over the story, the history, was because both laws in Oregon and New Jersey are holdovers from like 100 years ago. Right. Uh, when, when you had to buy your gas in an open bucket. Yeah, when putting, <laughs> putting your gas in was messy and hazardous task. So this is like a consumer choice thing, right? Like, why can't the consumers of New Jersey or Oregon... Well, we're learning quickly why they shouldn't have the choice, because they're absolute idiots in Oregon. Yeah, apparently. This is uh, like, you know, full-service stations didn't disappear when right. they made self-service legal. There's, you know, at least one full-service station in every town. And some towns here in Massachusetts apparently still don't allow it. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like, like Arlington? Like local blue laws? Yeah. So if it's your prerogative, then go to a full-service station. Yeah. Or some people like Yeah, so like some people like it. And, you know, if you can find one that provides full true service, because there's like, I guess they're few and far between, but they still do, like go there. I don't know. I'm <laughs> like, sure they do exist. There's probably somebody out there, some enterprising business, enterprising business owner, who's like, hey, let's do a traditional style gas station where we check everything in the car when it oh, comes in. And they should wear suspenders and bow ties and yeah. old Well, the other hats. problem is, though, is that a car, a today's cars, like if you go, you buy a brand new car today. Like an Audi doesn't have a dipstick. Right. Not only that, you can't see a fan belt. Yeah. It's all covered in plastic shrouding. Right. So there's nothing for somebody to look at quickly yeah. at the gas station. Man, get after those carbs, huh? <laughs> I'm not even thinking carbs. <laughs> there are many fuel-inducted cars where I can still see the fan belt. <laughs> so... Um, but yes, everybody should drive carbureted cars and have to know how to tune them and work on so them. So do you think everyone should know how to pump gas? Of course they should. Do you think everyone does know how? It's no, adulting. It's adulting 101. Can I remind you of a time Andrew didn't know how to get gas into a car that he Maybe. was driving? It must have been a specific case, though, like the <laughs> fuel door was hidden somewhere or something. <laughs> oh, it's so hidden. So hidden. Was it like a 55 Chevy with hidden no, behind the taillight? <laughs> no, it was... Uh, like somebody, 55. That was somebody 55. else Trans Am. Oh, behind the license plate. Yes. I forgot that they you were behind the license known plate. That. I forgot. My cutlass had it there. I this forgot. Like five... Why? So why did they do that? Because it was you could pull up to any side of the pump? Yeah. I have no idea why they did it, but that must I be why. It's probably just like a style thing, too. Like, it's concealed. It's concealed. And I guess you just threw the tank at the back of the car, so when you got in the accident, <laughs> it just explode. That but was only when it was metal-on-metal contact in a Pinto. Yeah. Like, five years ago. Or, what, incendiary devices in the front of the, the headlights? Well, that was in the side saddle tanks on the uh, Chevy pickup trucks. Yeah. They put um, little explosive devices... Explosive charges in the headlights of the Chevy Citation. Yeah. But they drove into the side of it for, was that 2020? Something like that. One of those trash TV shows. Yeah. To show why they were so dangerous. But that's, again, a whole other subject for a whole other day. So there has been, uh, there was a local news station in Oregon that posted, like, a Facebook thing. Like, what do you think about the new laws? And, like, the comments, like, just got, like, so ridiculous on it. Ollie doesn't like the new laws. No. (laughs) Uh, and like some One of the bark for disappointed. I don't like that. Some of the people were just like, I mean, I think they eventually just got drowned out by all the people making fun of them. But right. like one there of the pinned comments, yeah. like the top one, it just says, 
wherever this lady was, she's like, no, disabled and seniors, people with young children in the car need help, not to mention getting out of your car with transients around and not feeling safe, too. This is a very bad idea. Grr. Yes. Like, wait, what? If you can use Twitter, you can pump your own gas. Then go to a full service station. If you don't want to get out of the car, go to a full service station. <clears throat> now, my favorite, I don't know if you copied it in here anywhere was the one who said that you should put your window down and give transients money to pump gas into your car right. <laughs> yeah yeah um and the, but the i i really like i mean some of them were just so funny when they're making fun of like one of my favorite ones uh this person is making fun of people who can't do it and he says that, that there was only one service station in the area i lived and i had to drive 25 miles to get there i pumped my own gas my whole life and now my hands have literally melted down to my wrists <laughs> i'm typing this with my tongue yeah Obviously so making fun of the people who are saying that they shouldn't have to pump their own gas. Yeah. So there's going to be this no matter what happens. as people that are entitled. People that don't have everything done, have everything done for them in their whole entire lives. You know, even in my industry I work in, I had a customer, obviously no name is mentioned, who um, has a $500 you know car crash deductible and says that she'll only bring the car in if we cover her deductible. And then we finally convinced her that we can't cover her deductible because it's the majority of her repair is that $500. And then she won't repair the car because she doesn't like the rental car. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Yeah, it's just, it, there's, there's just people are just so entitled. And you're going to get that no matter what you're doing. So please make fun of those entitled people all the time. Oh, I think we definitely, there should be public shaming for people who are dumb, do dumb things. Not, not people who are dumb. People who do dumb things that aren't dumb. Okay. That's what it is. Right. So it's not, you know, if you're not doing something illegal, but you're doing something that's really stupid. Public shaming. You should be public shamed. Definitely. I, I agree 100%. Um, so I couldn't, some final thoughts. I couldn't find an exact date when masks made self-service le- legal. So I assume it was 81. I assume it was never illegal. What, self-serve? Yeah. No, I think it was. I don't think it was nationwide that it was legal. No, they, uh. Most states legalized it in 81. Most states legalized it in 81. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think every state necessarily had a law in the books where it was illegal. Oh, okay. I think we could ask, okay. like, our parents, who were certainly pumping gas here before 81, okay. if they pumped their own gas. I'm pretty sure they did. And yeah. my father specifically always said he never let anybody pump his own gas ever. Yeah. Pump, sorry, pump his gas ever. <laughs> he never let anybody pump <laughs> no, his I'm, gas. I'm not going to let you pump my own gas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then... A crazy thing I found, um, so I'm sure other people have them, but in Massachusetts, the hold open clips to keep your pump going. Yeah, pump until it's full. Were not legal in Massachusetts ever until like 2015. Which is funny because I remember some stations having them before 2015. Oh, apparently people just put them on and not care. Okay, because they're super convenient. They're super convenient, especially when it's cold out because you can... Now, some people... so apparently they're super convenient, but also when the (laughs) pump stop malfunctions. Actually, you know what? I I vividly remember. Did you jam your gas cap in there? I my gas cap in there that night, yeah. That's what some people do, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, like, yeah. So they stand on end in well, between the handles. See, I never had to deal with this because they you weren't. You guys had the clips. Ill- yeah. And because so Arizona is the Wild West and there's no laws. <laughs> I moved 15-year-olds here. driving, gas clips on gas pumps. I moved here and I was like, I don't understand. Why does every gas station not have these? This is really annoying. Yeah, it's super annoying. You <laughs> think it's funny because they have the spot for it too. Yes. But I think they what used to, to happen, them. they'd remove them. What happened was they'd replace a handle. Yes. They wouldn't remove the tab. Mm. Yeah. And it would just get forgotten about. Exactly. Until the inspector, inspector came. Yeah. 
two years down the road, it was like, hey, this clip can't and be And a lot of places still don't have them now because they, they, only, do it, they only do it when they replace the handles. Correct. It's annoyingly expensive to replace a little tab unless you need a whole handle. Correct. So it's funny because, like, some people are like, these are great. I clip it, and then I get back in the car when it's cold out. It's like, well, you shouldn't do that either. Static electricity. Yeah, because the static electricity. So pro tip. However... Okay, do your pro tip. You can when you get out. If you're gonna get back in your car and leave That's the thing, yeah, you gotta touch the like the yeah, trunk that's first. What I was gonna say touch metal on the car. Yeah, they not static charge. Yeah. It. but it's like especially critical for places especially where when it's, it's cold dry. and dry. Like yeah, and if you're wearing a big heavy jacket and you have cloth seats, yeah, you're or, going to create static electricity getting out of the car. In good old desert Arizona, my cousin was saying one day the dew point was like ridiculously high. I guess low. Low. <laughs> Opposite. Um, and Two point is water content. <laughs> she, like, literally, like, you would get static electricity from just existing. And so she had to, like, she tapped herself, like, multiple times, like, all over the side of the car before returning back to the pump. But I just stand next to it. I just put my hands in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Which probably creates static electricity. No, because I didn't get Putting your hand in your pocket probably does. No, the friction of so. the cloth on your glove and the uh, it could. It does cause explosions. There has been like cases of that. Yeah. But they say what is like you just leave the thing in the car. I mean, obviously. Yeah, don't pull it out. Just yeah. leave it there. Oh, there's a fire or explosion. Right. Yeah. Oh, of course. Or just put it back in. But yeah. people are like, oh no, let me pull this out of here. <laughs> Spraying gas everywhere, like yeah. Zoolander. Yeah. Or like uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I thought it was Zoolander. Was Zoolander place. and Happy oh, Gilmore. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, or like, uh, was it's always sunny? The gang solves the gas crisis. Oh, they had to just pouring it into a gas tank. Yeah. Back of the van. Uh, yeah, I guess. If you had self-service, you can't just put it into a random container. container. Which, uh, that's the other thing, too. I was like, wait a minute. I had to look that up in New Jersey. If you can fill, I was like, you must be able to fill up gas cans, but you have to have the attendant fill up your gas cans. Like, that's so annoying. That's definitely annoying. They're probably super annoyed by that, too. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I already discussed that some towns in Mass are, like, like being a dry town. Like, you have yep, to have full service. Like blue laws. Yeah. And then, fun fact, my grandfather worked as a gas station attendant after World War II. And uh, the station was next door where my grandmother lived. And that's how they met. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so you they, owe your existence to the, cell, to the full, full service, service gas, gas station. station. That's right. Man, talk about full service. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, okay, go on, Andrew. Sorry. Well, you no, this one. You guys were, you were already making fun of me about not knowing that gas caps were under rear license plates, but true. I was trying to figure out like why, and it must be because you can pull up to any side of the pump. No idea. Well, I'm not going to confirm nor deny that. And it's like, not to like make it a feminist thing either, but my mom had a friend and I was probably like 10 when this happened, but she had married young and then ended up separating from her marriage and my mom sold her this old GM car <laughs> that we had that she was like, I don't need this. You can take it. Which GM was the famous one for having the mm-hmm. fuel filler behind the and so, But of course, like when she got married young and like her husband just always took care of these types of things, one of them being putting gas in the car. And so she literally did not know how to do that. And so she we she went to the gas station. So she moved to Oregon to get away from all these problems. <laughs> and now she doesn't know what to do with her life. No. 
She still lives in uh, Arizona. But anyways, she uh, she had to have like the gas attendant help her, and then of course there was like a locking gas cap because that was the era when those yeah. were popular. Yep. And my mom had she had to call my mom like three times. Like I don't understand. And the key was with you know the car key. Have you the anxiety of getting gas for your first time, not yeah. knowing what to do? Yeah. And um, she like had no idea where. I think it was. One of the first times like, I went to a full service station. Really? Yeah. So. I think that the fuel door behind the license plate is probably a cost savings thing. Yeah. Probably. they don't have to make extra parts and paint extra parts. They mm-hmm. just have this piece that's they already need a separate piece to mount the license plate. You might as well put a hinge on it and put the thing behind it. So that's probably what it's for. All right. More than anything else, that's probably the reason for it. Uh, and probably styling. Clean clean lines. Yeah. So bonus. I don't know. If you look at AGM 80s cars, <laughs> styling wasn't a yeah, but it was important there. measure. I think that was a 65 Pontiac. Malibu. Is it behind the plate in that car? Yeah. Okay. I think it was a Malibu. Yeah, Malibu's had them behind the behind the Monte Malibu's, Monte Carlo's, Cutlass's. It was Pringles, like full size GMs. Yeah, mid and full size. Yeah. It was like an 80, I don't know what year it was. Camaro's Firebirds. Yeah. Actually, my Camaro, 68, has it right in the dead center in the back, but it's above You've the plate. You've done screw it, right? Yeah, it's a cap above the plate. So it's like, it's like a styling piece. Hmm. It's like a race car cap kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, it's not like chrome plated? No, it's it's got chrome edge and it's black and it says mm-hmm. SS in the middle of it. Fancy. And then <laughs> some people don't know about the little arrow in your gauge cluster. Tell you yes. what side the tool Not every on. car, but a lot but of But a lot of modern cars now have it. So Actually, pretty. I like briefly was curious about that because I think it comes up to a lot when people rent cars. They don't think they about don't know it. what side it's on, yeah. And um, But that's like a pro tip or what I was reading. I don't know. I think sometimes it's where the little logo for the, the gas location. pump. So if it's on the right side of the gauge cluster... Or versus the left side, then that's supposedly what side the gas. Never is thought on. about that. Yeah, but mine's right Which in the middle. I, I hope the little, <laughs> I hope the little <laughs> gas pump helpful. logo. Yeah, but I think you have an arrow. Doesn't yes, I do. get obsolete like the save logo did? Right. Because like it only kind of looks like a. Uh, like it kind of looks like a gas pump. logo on like a, a Windows document is still a, a floppy, floppy disk. Yeah, yeah, and like children literally don't know, don't what, know it what it means. Don't know what it means. It means save. They're like, this is a square, square box save means button. save. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, but whatever. Anyway, that's all I have about full service gas station. I hope you learned a bunch about full service gas station. Pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty good thoughts, Andrew. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that eventually we found out why it was illegal. Yeah, I'm very upset that it was so ridiculous, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy I know. So. Yeah, because I was wondering. Not try I never, to gas in New Jersey ever. I was just always wondering it. It's like, why don't they just do full service? It seems pretty safe. So I think we should drive through New Jersey and start lighting gas stations on fire and prove that it's wrong. No, no, probably not. That's probably not a good idea. Probably should definitely that not going to do that. Okay, that was a total joke. Yeah, hundred percent joke. I didn't say that at all. Um, so if you like our podcast, if you enjoyed that. You can go on Facebook and like our page and then set the set it to see updates first. So you see our post first. Otherwise, you won't see us. We get pushed to the bottom. Uh, if you want to ask us questions and stuff, when we post question posts, ask us question posts, blah, blah, blah. Say that again because I don't know what you just said and I'm sitting here. Questions, questions, posts. Yeah. When we post, <laughs> when we post a post about questions... Respond to the post with your questions. <laughs> yes. He's not but even on cold medicine tonight. See it. Either. No, I took Dayquil. Oh. And a half beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, these are good. These are 7% Great North that Jordan left here. Um, so, yeah, you won't see it if you want to ask us questions when we post about it. 
Uh, if you don't set it to follow us or have us come up first, then, of course, leave us. We can uh, be second. We understand if your family comes first. <laughs> yes. Of course, please rate and review us on iTunes or Google Music or Stitcher or wherever you listen to us on and drop us a message. And I will send you stickers. I have stickers going out to a couple people. Do I do. All right. And we will send out prizes. Yes. For the contest. That's right. For realsies. We will. And we'll send them to the previous winners, too. We never got them because we're slacking. That was on me. Um, it's okay. Stephanie is consistently providing stamps in order to send these stickers. That's right. Let the records show that contribution. I do have stamps in my pocket. We them. <laughs> so thanks for listening. And... Uh, Aim for the roses and keep your cars analog. Before you say all your closing things, you should probably tell people where they can find us. Oh, that's them right. To find us. <laughs> like, rate, and review us on Facebook. Good luck finding us. I Good night. Got off track. It's so like, we are out of. It's the hunt, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to Google? Just Google us. Uh, out off topic podcast on Facebook. Out off topic on Instagram. I am raced in anger on Instagram. I am tsiss three hundred and fifty on Instagram. Yep. And our guest is what Ollie. No. <laughs> he does not have an Instagram. He's not fancy like Enzo. Uh, Cuddle Buddy Enzo has his own Instagram if you want to follow his antics. Um, Which is mostly sleeping. Mostly sleeping, yeah. Sometimes it's playing with Ollie. What he does. And then Steph's Ugly Kitchen. A couple more updates there, but that's it. All right. Now we can aim for the roses. Yeah, right? aim for the roses and keep your cars analog. Right, Ollie? Good? You're not going to bark now on command. Ollie, bark. Bark. You want a cookie? There we go. All right. Good night. All right.